Oh. Right. Ladies, gentlemen, savages of Saturday, how is it going? We are on THT. We're going to talk some movies today. And unfortunately, we're going to talk some other stuff. Um, Jeez. Anthony, what's going on, man? What's going on, Box? Oh, 2016's becoming to be a really shitty year. What? <laughs> 2016 can go fuck itself. 2016 needs to be over. <laughs> yeah, man. I, it's just like, you, you You don't even want to talk about, you don't want to put anything negative out in the atmosphere, man. But Yeah, I mean. Jesus, I, I mean, uh, and, and I was talking about this earlier. Words like legend and great get tossed around way too freaking fucking liberally, liberally, but um, not when it comes to the man we're about to discuss, the late, the great Muhammad Ali. Yeah, man. Yeah, rest in perfection, Muhammad Ali. I mean, I I don't know what to say. Just um, you know, I was talking um talking to my dad. By the way, we got Tony on the line with us real quick. Tony, what's going on, bro? What's happening, fellas? It's a bummer for sure. Oh, yeah, what's going on, Tony? Definitely. And yeah, I was talking to my dad before I came in here, and he was telling me that he actually got to see one of his fights in Rhode Island, Muhammad Ali. And I'm like, man, you're fucking lucky. I mean, my dad has seen people don't they don't know what they get to see sometimes, man. They don't. And you know, he said that he said, you know, back then, oh, it was just Muhammad Ali. He was a big deal to see. But I mean, shit, my dad has seen Elvis live. My dad's seen Muhammad Ali live. Yeah, it's like my dad's kind of cool. <laughs> See, oh God! <laughs> he had a good time. He has a good time period to be alive, man. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. know, and, uh, Ali. You know, um, Anthony was just saying, you know, legend. Uh, you know, the greatest uh, may get thrown around a lot, but I think when it comes to Muhammad Ali, it's you know those two words really define who he was. I mean, he he was doing. I mean, I, I said this to Anthony off the air. This was a man cutting promos before we knew what the fuck promos were. Yeah. 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 Mom, call her. Yeah. One sec, fellas. Yeah. No, no problem. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally was cutting promos when he couldn't. But you know what? Let's yeah. go ahead and just start. I actually have one. Here, hold on. I think Tony actually just took off for a second. I actually have one of his right here. Let's just kind of give everyone an idea what we're talking about. Um... He was going to fight George Foreman once, obviously. I think he fought Foreman, I want to say, three times. Am I right or wrong? I want to say it was three. I think it was three. I believe this was the first time they were going to fight. I got a little clip here we we're going to go ahead and play real fast. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and do that real quick. Here. I'm too fast. I'm too skillful. The little kid was in the Olympics when I was fighting people like Sonny Lister. When I was fighting Joe Frazier, he was in the job corps. The man don't know nothing, and I'm going to show everybody out there watching this show and the whole world, and the world will bow and admit that I am the greatest of all times when you see what I do to George Fulmer. I'm just getting hot thinking about it. You are. Would you think, uh, if you're so hot about it, have you made up a poem about him? Yeah, I made up a good poem, a little short poem. I said, last night I had a dream. When I got to Africa, I had one hell of a rumble. I had to beat Tarzans behind first for claiming to be the king in the jungle. 
for this fight. I've wrestled with alligators. I've tussled with a whale. I done handcuffed lightning and put thunder in jail. You know I'm bad. I have murdered a rock. I injured a stone and I hospitalized a brick. I'm so bad I make medicine sick. I'm so fast, man. I can run through a hurricane and don't get wet. When George Fulmer meets me, he'll pay his debt. I can drown a drink of water and kill a dead tree. Wait till you see Muhammad Ali. I'm so bad I make medicine sick. That was a bad motherfucker, man. I I just man. I I'm I just that line. I'm so bad I make medicine sick. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah. tell me you don't hear some dusty, some thunderbolt in those in in in, in his talk. I, I mean, every everybody like you know. I I look at it like this. Everybody, especially from that era, 70s, 80s era, took pieces of Ali. Mm-hmm. You look at all the great promo cutters, you know, Dusty just mentioned, uh, Thunderbolt Patterson, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw Flair in there, Piper, uh, Jesse Ventura, yep. uh, you know, to, to an extent, Hogan. All of these guys, man, I mean, you cannot tell me, they cannot tell me that they didn't take pieces of what made Ali, Ali fucking greatest of the great man he really was the greatest of the great i mean oh just yeah, man. Man. but you know he it, it, it's it's amazing that um i don't know man 2016 has just taken a lot of great people from us great musicians mainly but um this man this is literally a great one i mean yeah. you know and you know i he, Maybe it wasn't the most. I mean, I know this isn't a shock to a lot of people. He did have uh, some Parkinson's syndrome due to his boxing career. A lot of people say that those um, Frazier fights really fucked him up. Yeah. I think he only won one of the, one out of the three Frazier fights, right? Um, I'm actually looking through his uh, history here right now. Okay. I think so. Yeah, I think he only won a couple of those. I mean, Frazier beat... I mean, and let's face it, those Foreman fights, man, really, he took some beatings. That man took some real beatings in the ring. So, you know, I mean, he... Obviously, if anybody saw him, you know, in the last, what, 15 years, he's... He did not look great, but, you know, you could tell his mind was still there. And he, you know, he, he knew what he wanted to say. When he wanted to say it, he just couldn't get it out. You know, but, uh, you know, 74 years old, lived a long life for a boxer. Honestly, he did. Yeah. I mean, for a boxer, a lot of those guys do go early, you know? Definitely. I mean, uh, he was born, let me see, his mama named him Clay. Mama named him Clay. We did, I I mean, it's just a sad irony. We did, uh, coming to America last week, the famous line from the movie, his mama named him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Yep. Yeah, he was born Cassius Clay, for those that don't know. Uh, and uh, he actually started training. Dig this. He started training at the age of 12. So, kids, that's how you become potentially the greatest. You start young. You start early. He started at 12. And by the time he was 22, he won his first World Heavyweight Championship from uh, Sonny Liston. Sonny Liston, that's right. And he was you know, he was an Olympic boxer. He did get, yeah, I believe he got gold. In one of the Olympics, I forget what year. You may have it there. I don't. But um, 
let's also, you know, lest we forget, this guy was, I would say, A, huge wrestling fan. B, had a lot to do with the, with the early success of wrestling. Um, he was at WrestleMania 1. You know, yeah. this guy had a match against Antonio Inoki. Um, yeah. he, great friends with Hulk Hogan. Great friends about Bruce Lee, who we're going to get into, um, well, you know, with Bruce Lee, who we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, that was actually what the show was supposed to be about. But how can you dodge talking about Muhammad Ali? Yeah, man, this is just, um, like I said, man, this is just sad day. It is. Tell you what, while you're um, looking some stuff up, let me play that second. Uh, I got one from the Ali and Fraser uh Clash the uh, press conference here, uh, about a minute long. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and rock that real quick. What do you say? No problem. Here we go. And I want to make one prediction. I'm not calling around. I predict that when I meet Joe Frazier, this will be like a good amateur fighting a real professional. This yeah. will be like a kid out of the Olympics meeting the fastest heavyweight champion that ever lived. This will be no contest. I but just look at the glory. You're not fighting. Oscar Bonavera, you're not fighting Sonny Lister, you fighting Joe Frazier. Oh, everybody knows that. That's not the point. That's the point. No, what's your prediction? My prediction, the fight wouldn't go to distance. Oh, it won't I'll go to distance. It. Stop me. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I'm looking, you know, just just going through his history here, it's, it's impossible to, you know, really cover his entire legacy, his entire career, and uh, the time frame that we have to work with here. But just to give people an idea of how awesome, how just just ahead of his time he was, just in terms of his record, he had a total of 61 fights. Out of those 61, he won 56, 37 of them by knockout, and he only has five career losses. Wow, yeah. Uh, two of those were Frazier, one was Foreman, right, so far? And, uh, uh, yeah, you're I right. I think one was to Liston. I think he lost against Liston once, and I can't remember the fifth one. Yeah. I think I got four of the five. My dad was a big Ali fan, man. You know, my dad was actually a big boxing fan. I mean, that was a, you know, boxing, uh, kids, boxing was huge back in the day. Uh, There was no UFC, and uh, Don King didn't own every fighter that walked into the ring. Yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's just put it that way. Boxing was a legit badass sport uh at one time. And you know, I'm not sure who knows that, but now you do. God damn it. Um you know, WWE actually was very nice and you know, we were saying that he had a lot to do with wrestling. Uh Stephanie McMahon posted a picture with uh Ali Hogan and uh Liberace. Uh she said people don't realize what they've had till it's gone. Uh right yeah. before, and you know, that was WrestleMania 1. Uh, Vince McMahon even post, posted a picture of, um, you know, of him on Twitter with a little quote from Ali. It says, uh, "He who is not courageous enough to take risks will accomplish nothing in life." Uh, Ali said that. Um, you know, Ali was. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of relate this to Bruce Lee a little bit. Both did say a lot of inspirational quotes that got quoted a lot of times by a lot of people. Yeah. Um, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, Shane McMahon even put out a picture of him. Uh, let's see, and you know, Ali was a great guy. He was he he, he was in the public eye a lot. He um, you know he he did a lot of appearances. 
that yeah. you were surprised about? You know, if, if you've been looking at Facebook, you know, there was him coming up behind, um, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone when he was doing yeah. the Rocky <laughs> yeah. movies. And, you know, I want I want Apollo. You took Apollo from me, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, what can you say about Ali? And uh, beyond, obviously, we can talk for days and hours about his actual career. But we got to talk about the fact that uh, he got exiled. I want to say it was uh, 1965, 1966. So a lot, a, a lot of his prime years were spent in exile because he refused to go into the armed forces. Once stating, and I quote, I have no quarrel with them via Kong. My conscience won't let me go shoot my brother or some darker people or some poor hungry people in the mud for big powerful America and shoot them for what? They never called me nigger. They never lynched me. They didn't, didn't I'm sorry. They didn't put no dogs on me. They didn't rob me. Let me see here. They didn't rob me of my nationality, rape or kill my mother and father. How can I shoot them poor people? Just take me to jail. And they did. I mean, and like nowadays, if that were to happen today, you'd have rallies, you'd have protests. Yeah, speak your mind. But back then, that was new territory. You didn't say no to a uh, big brother America. Oh yeah, and he had a lot of you know big quotes about the war because, like you said, he was refusing to go. He you know and you know, uh, let's see another quote here. Why should they ask me to put on a uniform and go ten thousand miles from home and drop bombs and bullets on brown people? While so-called Negro people in Louisiana are treated like dogs, you know, yeah. it, it uh, he had a lot, you know, like I said, a lot of inspirational quotes. He was a man that people would listen to. He he demanded that you listen to him. I mean, you know, it, it, and you know, I'm, I'm not saying it, you have to listen. The way he spoke, his his presence, you know, demanded your listening, not. He didn't demand it. His presence demanded your listening. So, definitely. Yeah, I definitely. mean, he's one of those guys. When he spoke, motherfucker, you listen. <laughs> yes. yes, and uh, while we were looking up quotes, man, I want to give me one second here. Sure. Yeah. Uh, one quote that I found that not my favorite Ali quote, but I think it was one that applies just to everybody. You know, words that everybody should try to live their life by. The man who views the world at 50, the same as he did at 20, has wasted 30 years of his life. Mm. And I actually just found that quote today, man, and I, that quote has been on my mind all day. Yeah, and I also didn't realize he had so many kids. Yeah. yeah one, two, three, <laughs> Obviously, the one that everybody knows is Layla, but uh, uh, Ali was a busy man. He's got nine <laughs> kids, bro. Yeah. He's got Layla. Uh, let's see. This says Rashida, Hannah. Assad. Uh, this one has a last, a different last name. Um, Assad Amin, Maryam Ali, Jamalai. Damn it, I don't. I, I'm sorry. This says Jamalaya. Yeah. Jamala might be Jamala Ali, Kalia, and Muhammad Ali Jr. and uh, yeah. Maya Ali. So he's got nine kids, dude. And uh, he has a lot of wives, so apparently uh, Mr. Ali is like the Ric Flair boxing of the boxing world. Yeah, let's see. He married had, four uh, times. Uh, his his last wife, though. Let's let's give him some. Let's put him over a little bit. Nineteen eighty six to two thousand sixteen. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, she stuck by him. Yeah, the, uh, right. I, he must have been obviously looking for the one, and he must have found her. 
you know, speaking of quotes, come on. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. Yeah. Ain't no beating Muhammad Ali. Yeah, man. Just we could quotes for days. I mean, this one, like I said, you know, it wasn't unexpected, but it doesn't hurt any less because he's one of those guys, man, that you can't replace. He he he's irreplaceable. He, he's like you know, once again, not to get uh, too uh, heavy handed here. He's a, he was a national treasure, and this one, this one is uh, going to be tough, tough to uh, kind of accept. Hard pill to swallow. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, he. I mean, let's face it. Ali was the ultimate showman in a time where the only people that were showmen were musicians, actors, you know, people like that. Boxing wasn't this like this until Ali came came around. You know, people had press conferences; they talk a little bit, but no one. He was calling rounds, telling him when he was going to knock him. I'm going to knock you out in the fifth with a right hook. I mean, he would tell him how he was knocking. People thought he was crazy. He wasn't. He was a showman. And you know what? Yeah. Motherfucker stood by what he said half the time and made it true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, speaking of that, another famous quote. <laughs> I'm just having some fun here going through some Ali quotes. If you even dream of beating me, you better wake up and apologize. Just, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Another great quote. Don't count the days, make the days count. Yes. And that was back, you know, and that was during his, you know, Parkinson's, Parkinson's type days. You know, he was saying things like this. You know, just what a man, what a great, great fucking man. I just couldn't even say enough. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. Uh, just saying insane stuff. Not insane. Just saying things that, you know, in a time where people weren't outrageous. I mean, take some of the things he said now and they still hold up. Yeah, he was, like I said, he was, once again, he was a pioneer. He was ahead in a lot of ways, even though, like, and it's funny. Even though he kind of like took, he drew inspiration from pro wrestling, like he grew up a big time wrestling fan, Gorgeous George, uh, Classy Freddie Blassie, those guys were ahead of the time. But in a lot of ways, Muhammad Ali was ahead of the game, was ahead of the curve on a lot of things in terms of how you present yourself, get your, char your character, so to speak. He was basically being himself. Oh, he was way ahead of his time. Way. Yeah, but, he, but he, he really changed the game for a lot of things, man. I mean... Up until him, like you didn't see guys like talking trash. You you mostly had everybody had a manager. You mm -hmm. the talking for him and just hey, my man's gonna he's been training hard. Real generic vanilla type babyface promo, so to speak. Yeah. But then Ali said, "No, I don't need nobody to talk for me. I'm the greatest in the world. I'm I'm so pretty. <laughs> I'm so pretty <laughs> and fast." Can't beat me. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, he, you know, WWE put out a nice thing. Um, I'll go ahead. Like I said, I'll read this real quick. WWE is saddened to learn that the three-time world heavyweight boxing champion Muhammad Ali passed away at age 74, June 3, 2016. The Louisiana native won six Kentucky Golden Glove championships and the gold medal for the United States as a light heavyweight in Rome's 1960 Summer Olympics before beginning his professional career. Ali also made history for his historic boxer versus wrestler match against WWE Hall of Famer Antonio Inoki in June 26, 19 and in Tokyo on June 26, 1976, 
the fight is regarded as a precursor to modern mixed martial arts. Uh, in 1995, Ali made his mark in WWE history when he was one of the special guest referees for the main event of the first WrestleMania at Madison Square Garden. The bout featured cha uh, WWE champion Hulk Hogan and pop culture icon Mr. T against Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Roddy Piper. During the contest, Ali climbed up onto the uh, ring apron and took a swing at Piper. WWE extends its condolences to Ali's family, friends, and fans. Yeah, man, it's just we yeah. can sit here and talk about Ali for days, man. It's just yeah, I mean, wrestling. Well, it was it wasn't unexpected, but it still still hurts like a son of a bitch, man. It's it, just dude, 2016 is the year to make everybody feel old. Yeah, I just keep feeling, <laughs> I keep feeling older and older, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. What 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 would you say before we went live is. Once your heroes start to pass away, the people you grew up idolizing or, you know, just fans are not necessarily idolizing. Once they start passing away, it's just like, man. Yeah, you know, shit. I mean, I I don't know. It's just making me feel old, man. Yeah, but uh, I guess on a slightly lighter note, let me hit you with this one. Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. The hands can't hit what the eyes can't see. Mm. God damn, this man had a damn. This man could trash talk, but like I said, man, he could trash talk before trash talk was was cool. You know, he <laughs> trash talk. He was rapping before rapping was a thing. Nah, he, basically, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, he, right. I mean, I mean, like I said, not to, like I, once again, I, you know, I've I've said I've been saying this all day, but a, a lot of words get tossed around too loosely and liberally. You know, greatest this icon, legend, but when it comes to Muhammad Ali. He lived up to those expectations and exceeded them. Absolutely, and you, and you uh, just unfucking believable. What a, what a guy, you know. And even you know until the end. I mean, there's pictures here, you know, of him just you know in 2011. But I mean, you could definitely see he was progressively getting worse and worse. And I mean, let's face it, boxers they get punchy. They get you know you. Your brain takes a beating when your head takes a beating. Uh, you can't get past it, you know? Yeah. You're getting hit in the head. And especially back then, like, you know, I I've never really been a big-time boxing fan, and, and I'm not trying to downplay the guys today, but you got to figure back then it was more raw. The same way wrestling was just, like, rough and rugged, boxing probably had to be the same way, and you had some guys taking some serious blows. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, in a way, people say that, boxing is actually more brutal than mixed martial arts reason being not every shot in mixed martial arts is you know aimed at the head most yeah. of the shots you take in boxing are aimed at the head you're going for that knockout mixed martial arts you know you've got people kicking and leg kicks body kicks that's part of what chops it, people it, down but you know even joe rogan has said he feels boxing is actually more brutal yeah than mixed martial arts you know? Yeah, because MMA, let's be honest. I mean, obviously, it's striking involved, but it's more or less grappling. It, 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 it's, like, it's like an extension of Olympic wrestling, Olympic-style wrestling. I would say more mixed martial arts fights end in a submission than they do in a knockout. Exactly. We happen to love the knockouts, and that's why you get, I mean, you know, you get all these knockout videos. I mean, hell, I got two of them sitting right here beside me. You know, knockouts, UFC Best Knockouts Volume 2 and 3. But, you know... It, 
most of those fights, let's face it, they end up on the ground when you know with people booing because they, they all they want to see is hands throwing. But yeah. a lot of those fights end up in submission. So, you know, Rogan has definitely said that boxing way more brutal. Yeah. And uh, just, uh, you know, just to uh, really uh, put into perspective how much of an influence, how far Ali's uh, reach, no pun intended, with the boxing, reach beyond, reach beyond boxing. I mean, he, the name Ali, I look at it like this. You know you're famous when people can just say one word and everybody in the world knows who you are. It's very few people out there, but it's, a, it's very few people out there that can go by one name and you just know who everybody's talking about. You got Ali. You got Madonna. You got Cher. It's just certain people that had that cachet, that certain something where you, as soon as you say the name, I, I, I already know who you're talking about. Prince. Yep. So yeah, Prince is another one. I mean, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, like, <laughs> Not to uh, lump him in with this, uh, you know, given the circumstances of his uh, current lifestyle choices, but uh, Hulk Hogan. I'm going to use this example. Oh yeah, you just a say lot of people Hogan. say Hogan transcended wrestling, so you can take a person who's never watched wrestling, doesn't know a thing about it, tell them who Hulk Hogan is, and they automatically know who you're talking about. Ali's the same way. You don't have to be a big time boxing fan to know who Muhammad Ali is. Nope, nope. And you know, let's face it, you can say Clay. And people know who you're talking about too. That's what his mama named him. Mama named him Clay. Yeah, you you can just say, oh oh, you mean Clay? And people will go, yeah yeah yeah, Ali Ali Ali, yeah yeah yeah. They, yeah. I mean, you know, there's you know a a a a pretty there's a handful of people like you said that you can just say the one name and everybody knows. But Ali definitely was one of them. Yeah, man, it's just. Uh, I, uh, this wasn't the plan, but I guess like in a couple weeks, uh, I know you didn't see it yet, but we're definitely going to talk about, uh, Ali, the movie. Yeah. Where I, I personally think that was one of Will Smith's best movies. I have not, yeah. I, you know, there's a couple of Will Smith movies I haven't seen. I haven't seen Artificial Intelligence. And it, it's on Honestly, my DVD. I haven't seen a lot of his newer stuff <laughs> by choice, but, um, uh, Ali is definitely uh, one you want to uh, you definitely want to check out. Yeah, I haven't seen Hancock. I haven't seen Ali, uh, but I've watched Wild Wild West. Uh, <laughs> I, I I've seen I I have yet to ever sit down and watch that whole thing in full. <laughs> Which one, Wild Wild West? Yeah, it's it's. it's <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know I don't know why, but <laughs> My, I mean I don't have anything against Will Smith. I do want to see Concussion. I heard that was good, and I you know that kind of ties into uh. What we're talking now, talking about now, with being punch drunk and how that affects you later on in life, and so yeah, those are two movies that uh definitely are worth checking out coming up on the uh, show here. Yeah, I'll I'll <clears throat> I'll get them, and yeah, I haven't seen Concussion either, and I definitely want to. I definitely want to do that. I wonder if we could get that uh that doctor back on again. Yeah, that, yeah. Topical. That neurologist you know? that we had back in the back uh, a, a couple of months ago. I'll uh. I'll talk to Greg, see if we can get that done. Yeah, that'd be a interesting interview. See, yeah, if, you know, yeah. he can add some perspective. He could uh, definitely enlighten us on a few things there. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll do that. So uh, I don't know. You want to uh, you want to keep going with Muhammad Ali, or you want to go to the other Lee, Bruce Lee? 
Let's th- let's uh, transition. We don't want to make this a too downtrodden of a show. Yeah. So uh, let's kind of bring the people back up, so to speak. Well, here you go. Well, I mean, let's transition a little bit. These two guys were also great friends. Uh, both fighters, you know, um, Ali and Bruce Lee were really good friends. So there's your transition. So we were supposed to talk about Bruce Lee. So why don't we keep go ahead and do that? Yeah. <sighs> Bruce Lee. What to say about Bruce Lee? I mean, we we could get into. I guess we can get a little bit into the the dragon, the Bruce Lee story movie with Jason Lee. Um, because that's kind of probably what most people have seen. Yeah, and take as truth. Um, I got a few things in that movie that I hated because I look. Don't get me wrong; it's a great movie. But there's a few things in that movie that don't tell the truth. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Let me pull something up here real quick on Bruce Lee. Yeah. Because we were talking, and I completely forgot to get that. I do not know how old he was when he died. Uh, uh, no, he died in 1973, here. right? Yes. June, he was born in 1940, so he uh, would have been what? 33, he was actually born 1940, correct? And 1973, so that is 33, 33 years old. Yeah. So, yeah, so he was he early was, uh, 30s. Yeah, he was a young man. He was very young. He was a very young guy when he died. And, you know, this all goes back to, was there a curse on this family? Look at him. Look at his son. Supposedly there's a curse on the men in this family. Yeah. You know, his father... You know, had told him for years, and even his sensei, you know, his Sifu told him that there was a curse on their family, and he was eventually going to have to fight that demon. Uh, In the movie, it shows he did, but, you know, very strange the way he died, a lot of speculation in the way Bruce Lee died. Some people have even gone as far as to say it was the, um, the uh, mafia because he was teaching the style. To, yeah. you know, us round eye. So some people have even gone that far and said that. But, yeah. um. The triads, remember? You heard that one? Uh, the triads has something to do with it? Yeah. So, like I said, there's so many weird things that people have said about this. But, you know, he fell into a mysterious coma and passed away. Three weeks, three weeks before. The movie that actually brought him international fame, Enter the Dragon. You know, which is really, you know, I I, I hate to make this whole show a downer, but the the sad thing about that, Enter the Dragon was Bruce Lee's movie that he was going to be able to show his philosophies and his style of fighting to the world. You know, I mean, that is what he was doing in that movie. They basically gave him that movie. This is yours. Do what you want. I mean, some of the uh, some of the lines in that movie come directly out of the book. You know, the wow. the, the, the philosophy of Bruce Lee book. So yeah, man, it, it's just it, it's just <laughs> wow. It's, and you think about that, man. And, and you know, like I said, you're more of a, a Bruce Lee guy than I am. Yes. But I, I definitely, I definitely am aware of who he is and the legacy and the mark that he left. And it's not. I mean, you know, thirty three. First of all. It's too young for anybody to go. So, and, and it's no telling 
how far he would have went. I mean, just be. I mean, let's think about it. You know, how many people can say you know they pass away at thirty three, and they and they become a legend. They become like this mythical being. So yeah. just imagine how much more he would have accomplished had he lived the traditional life, fifty, sixty, seventies. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it it it's. I mean, he had a lot of fame, and Bruce, he, he was a child actor. Let's not forget that he was a child actor. Um, he's done many, many films that a lot of people have never heard or 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 even seen. Some of them I don't even think are around today. But he was a child actor. He, you know, was in martial arts at that time. But most of his fame was seen during his life was seen over in Hong Kong. You know, movies like The Big Boss, Fist of Fury, yeah. um, you know, stuff like that, which most people have heard of. And, uh, you know, those movies made him huge. The, mainly The Big Boss made him huge over there. Uh, so, you know, th that was great. But this movie, you know, Enter the Dragon, like, like we were just talking about, was the movie to that. And it made him. It, it, it basically gave him the name in the United States. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first time he was here, he was a dishwasher at a restaurant. That's what he was. So. Yeah. A true, a true, a true success story. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, you know, going, getting into that movie a little bit, there are some definite factual errors. Um there's one scene in the uh, in Dragon of Bruce Lee, uh, the Bruce Lee story movie, where he actually is holding his book. It gets mailed to him. Bruce Lee's book never came out till 1979. He was six years gone before that book ever came out. He never saw it in print. Uh, never did. And you know, I actually I own that book. I have that book. And it's just like it shows. It's the exact book that he's holding up, though. There's no if ands, or buts. That is the book that he wrote. Uh, and let's face it, Linda, he, he may have said the words. Linda wrote it, typed it, and he did all the drawings. Wow, okay, okay. You know, um, if you watch that movie, a lot of things you can see he's doing. Jason Lee was doing flips and backflips and somersaults and twisting and turning. Bruce Lee was completely against that. Matter of fact, the style of Jeet Kune Do that he made took all those basically not traditional but he didn't believe in katas he really thought katas were great warm-ups but would do nothing in a real you know hand-to-hand -hand fight uh you know what katas are uh is it that uh, uh not the sidetrack the wrestling but is that that uh kick that uh Chuck Norris was doing at the uh WWF pay-per-view a few no, a long time ago. No, katas are actually basically like kicks like high kicks. Basically, Elvis was doing katas. It's just a series of moves put together. It's almost it's it's um kind of like a little single person dance you do. Basically, but it's just a bunch of moves put together, and it's basically a warm up. Basically, is all it is. Um, you ever watch those you know videos of those kids just you know doing a bunch of moves in the middle of a mat? Yeah, That's, yeah. Th those are katas that they're doing. Oh, gotcha, Matter of fact, gotcha. if you're on Facebook, uh, if you follow the sports mar uh, sports martial arts, they're having you know matches right now, and I've, I've been watching them live half half the day on my phone. <laughs> nice. They got these kids out there. Matter of fact, the Kumite was last week. 
the 2016 Kumite was last week. I was watching some of that live too. <laughs> I've said so, uh, I'm a martial arts mark, bro. I am a no, mark. It's, it's okay. So you were talking about how uh, Bruce Lee had like certain beliefs and how things should be presented and things that should do damage in real fights. So uh, I don't know if you've been following like the recent controversy with the uh, Ricochet and a Will Osprey match mm-hmm. with a lot of the old timers coming out saying it's not you know old school wrestling, it's not traditional style, it's not realistic. So would you say Bruce Lee was kind of like taking on that? role of uh, Jim Cornette or Vader that says this is how it needs to be it needs to be that realistic aspect to the game yeah I think so I, I basically you could probably call him that I mean he was like the Cornette of his era <laughs> he basically was but I mean he, he he never said that it was useless or this and that basically he just what Bruce Lee wanted to teach was a grounded style that could help you in honest real life fights to defend to protect yourself you know there was a lot of things that you know his style was basically very simple boxing punches he believed in the jab the cross and the hook and the uppercut pressure points going for the pressure right jab cross and i mean that was he believed in very few kicks that step cross kick that he does, the flying step cross kick, was obviously one of his, you know, best things. It was obviously one of his trademarks. But, you know, he just believed it believed in a very grounded style, and a lot of that, you know, the the fixed holds and stuff that he just didn't like them. He thought some of those fancy movements were not worth doing in a real fight. They and they're not going to help you. They may get you hurt. You know, he believed, you know. There's actually a style right now that's basically taken right out of the Jeet Kune Do style. Um, I'll post it in the uh, in the Facebook. It's a what's it called? It's called Ice Urban Combat. They believe in a move called the Straight Blast. You ever heard of the Straight Blast? Uh, can't say I have. This is Bruce Lee. It's basically not even a punch. It's a roll of the fist. You roll the fist off the body. But you can also land about 16 punches when the normal person can land about three. Wow. I'll post some a, a couple videos of these guys doing it. These guys at the Ice Urban Combat School, you should, their hands are so fast. There's actually videos where they have guys speaking so they can prove that the video was taken live. Because uh-huh. their hands are so fast, these guys. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I do that after the show. The Ice Urban Combat, they, they're badass. And by the way, it's something you can learn online. Wow! All their classes are online. God, I wish I could find them somewhere. Uh, <laughs> this is dang. This is yeah. I'm going to have to yeah look into some of this stuff just because teach, I might be teaching. You it, some it's shit cool. Tonight, no, dude. just you know, just for uh, self defense purposes, not to you know walk around like a lethal weapon. Just hey, yeah. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> no, no. And that's completely, martial arts is completely against, you know, using it for bad. They do want to teach discipline, and you are supposed to only use it for defense. I don't know. Like I said, I've got a, a, a small martial arts background. I've always been a big into martial arts. My father was into martial arts. My father taught self-defense to police officers in the 70s, bro. Nice, nice. So you have, yeah. Yeah, so I learned a lot from my dad, which which made me want to go to learn in, you know, a, a bigger setting. But, yeah, I mean, my dad, I mean, think about that. My, my dad taught self-defense to cops in South Boston 
in the 1970s. Let me put it that way. Well, I'm just dirty, <laughs> dirty. And he's taught me some. I mean, they used to. I mean, that was back when you used to drag drunks out of the car by the fucking by their nose. Wow. He's, so, Box, you're, you're like a double lethal weapon. You got the martial <laughs> arts background. You got the guns. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. Luckily, I haven't been in a fight in a very, very long time. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know what? Though there's always someone better, or you're not on your day. Like I've definitely had my ass. It doesn't matter what you know, bro. Trust me. And when yeah. there's four of them, it doesn't give me. Trust me, it doesn't matter what you know. Yeah, <laughs> it matters what you can find to swing at that point. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, honestly, let's be honest. You know, it's nice to know that kind of stuff. Like, ooh, kicks and thrust, and uh, I don't know all the technical names for these uh, moves that you're talking about. But in a street fight situation, it's a, it, it's no holds barred, man. You got to go for what the nearest weapon. <laughs> you know, honestly, right now in a street fight situation with UFC. A lot of people are taking mixed martial arts, and you don't know who you're fucking with. The first thing I look at on people now are their ears. You see those cauliflower, cauliflower ears? You might want to watch your fucking mouth. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, let's face it. Randy Couture, if you, I mean, yeah, he's a big guy, but if you looked at his ears, immediately you would want to back off him. <laughs> you know, they uh, just horrible. You know who had, even Ric Flair's got some cauliflower ear. Yeah, I mean, Rick Flair, I mean, look, you know, we make jokes about Flair crying a lot <laughs> or crying at the drop of a hat. But eh, Rick Flair's a tough bastard. He's a tough man. He's got the amateur wrestling background. So, yeah, he is. Yeah. Let's see. So, I don't know, man. Crazy shit, though, bro. Yeah. And, uh, and MMA, you know, it's funny that you bring that up. Another thing MMA is teaching us more and more, a guy doesn't have to be 6'6", six, 6'5". Six, six, 300 pounds of rock rock hard muscle to uh, be a badass. No. A lot, a lot of guys in MMA, let's be honest, they're average looking dudes. Listen, one of my favorite fighters is, I, I don't know if you know him, but it's BJ Penn. Oh yeah, yeah I know who that BJ is. BJ Penn is a guy you would not think twice about probably walking up to in a bar and giving him a push. He's not a big guy. Look at George St. Pierre. Does he look like, I mean, he doesn't look like he'd fuck you up. No. He does not look like that. But... These guys will fuck you up, you know? I mean, yeah. and let's, I'll, I'll even say it. Part of the reason those guys are so dangerous is because on the ground, they know what to do and when to do it. Yeah. Most guys get on the ground, they don't know what to do. They're just going to cover their face and hope they don't get hit. These guys know what the fuck they're doing, you know? And yeah. Bruce Lee, that grappling style, believe it or not, is Jeet Kune Do. It is. I mean, Bruce Lee has... A, a whole, I mean, at least two or three chapters just on grappling in that book, if not more. You know, the all, all these moves that you see, believe it or not, Bruce Lee was. Bruce Lee, I, I, I think he'd be amazed at what 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 has happened with MMA at this point. I really do. I really do, but um, you know, Bruce Lee. You know, since we're just kind of getting into it all. One of the reasons he's amazing, Bruce Lee was did break his back and was told in his 20s that he would never walk again. Oh. Uh, in the movie, uh, the Dragon, the Bruce Lee story shows that he did it in a fight, um, but that's actually not true. Bruce Lee actually hurt his back lifting weights. 
he was doing, I believe he was doing a move called a good morning and just accidentally broke his back. Uh, was told he'd never walk again. And by the time, the, the one true thing in that movie is by the time Brandon was born, he was walking again. Within a year, he was walking again. And fighting again. Yeah. And and it's actually funny you bring that up because I'm actually, like I said, going through his biography here. Let me see here. And at, let me see. At the 1975 San Diego Comic-Con convention, Bruce Lee's friend Chuck Norris attributed his death to a reaction between the muscle relaxant medication he had been taking since 1968 for a ruptured disc in his back and an anabolic he was given for his headache on the night of his death. Yeah. Yeah, like I, 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 and believe it or not, I would probably believe Chuck Norris over anybody. I mean, let's face it, lies are afraid of Chuck Norris. <laughs> Chuck Norris ain't Everybody's afraid of Chuck Norris. Chuck, Chuck Norris, Norris ain't afraid to again, lie. Another bad motherfucker. Yeah, Chuck Norris is not afraid to lie. The lies are afraid of Chuck. <laughs> we, we, we'll do a Chuck Norris night, too. Definitely. I, I'm, I'm not as big of a mark of, of him, but... Um, <laughs> Definitely like that shit. But, uh, you know, basically Bruce Lee, after he was, after his back got hurt in, I believe it was 1969, Bruce Lee did the uh, Ed Parker uh, karate tournament. And that's when he showed, was trying to just tell people about his style. And, you know, in the movie, it showed that he uh, did beat the guy in one minute. And he did. But... Before this, this was the same guy he did fight when he was fighting in order to train us Americans in his style. Uh, you know, that part of the movie was true. He did actually have to face somebody in order to train, uh, you know, in the United States to teach the style. That guy, let me see something here. I actually had a whole thing on that guy. Uh, that guy... I'm trying to remember his name. People in attendance for that fight said that fight lasted 20 to 25 minutes. What? The gentleman he fought actually said that he was expecting just kind of a nice, even fight to happen. Uh, you know, a lot of honor. He said the second they went in, he said once they bowed, Bruce Lee came at him like he was trying to kill him. He said he had never been attacked like that by anyone in his life that fast and, and I mean, he said that fast and furious. No one had ever attacked me like that before. So, you know, <laughs> Bruce Lee was a bad motherfucker. <laughs> oh, yes, and, indeedy. You know, I, I've made this comparison to my fiance a few times. If martial arts had an Elvis back in the early 70s and late 60s it was bruce lee uh and him and elvis were fans of each other and i've said this before elvis was a huge bruce lee mark elvis was a black belt in kung fu a a you know elvis was a bad motherfucker too so you know and like i said when elvis was on stage doing kicks and punches and you know, th throwing his hands and stuff. He was doing katas. He was just doing those warm-up moves is what he was doing. That's what he was doing on stage. You know, but... And, and, and it's like funny. Like, once again, you look at, you know, 
Elvis Presley with the jumpsuits and uh uh huh, thank you very much. And, and, and like like the over the top theatrics. That's another guy you wouldn't necessarily think as. Oh, I got to watch myself around Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about Muhammad Ali and some of the quotes he had put out. Bruce Lee has a lot of quotes, and I think one of his most famous quotes that people probably know him for is the water quote, uh, which was actually done in a movie. But he's taken it. Yeah, I actually have two versions of it right here. Here is um, here's one of the quotes. Here's one. Here's the water quote right here. I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, it becomes the bottle. You put it in a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Like that, you see? <laughs> no, I see, I get the idea. Uh -huh. Be water, <laughs> my friend. Be water. I mean, but... You can think about what he's saying there. You know, basically yeah. he's telling you that, you know, you can have form, but adapt your body to your form. Don't try to, you know, don't sit there and try to do a fucking spinning back kick if you can't do a spinning fucking back kick. Yeah. You know, adapt. He he was big in adapting. Uh, try to adapt yeah. to every situation you can. You know, yeah. that was Be part versatile. of his philosophy was adapt, adapt, adapt. You know, and he showed that in his fighting, in his movies, and he showed the adapta ad adaptation in Enter the Dragon when he was going to fight. Um, God damn it, Bolo! Uh, not Bolo, the other guy, um, the first guy he fights. You know, thinking in his mind, what style should I use for him? You know, Taekwondo style. You know, this style, Kung Fu. You know. He could adapt his style to fit the person. But again, this was Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee knew so many different styles of, of martial arts that, you know, it was just, it was ridiculous. His life was martial arts and working out. That was all he did. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was it. That was Bruce Lee. Um, another great movie, though, that uh, to watch, if you want to watch a Bruce Lee documentary, and I've brought this up before. Is um, it's called This Is Bruce Lee. <laughs> I like that. This is Bruce Lee. Yep. Yeah, that's what it's called. And it's got, believe it or not, Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill? Yes, Al Bundy, my friend. Uh, he is big into the uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, number one, but he was a big Bruce Lee mark. Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Uh, <laughs> let's, he, was in, uh, he was in Game of Death. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was a student of Bruce Lee's, believe it or not. So uh, another student of Bruce Lee's was Dan Insanto. He's also in Game of Death. Uh, the man I learned from, the Sifu I learned from, actually was taught by Dan Insanto, who, who I just mentioned. So, you know, the guy I learned from was pretty badass, too. And you would never would have known it by looking at this guy. A little short, fat dude with glasses. Oh, nice. Never would have known this guy was a martial arts maniac, but uh, you know that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, man. So maybe, maybe, maybe. Who knows? Do you think uh, this is uh, just wishful thinking? I guess 
But do you think if Bruce Lee were around today, he could give uh, Mr. Philip Brooks some uh, helpful hints to get him in the uh, <laughs> the cage sooner? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Punk looked at it like, gee, you know, I'm about as big as these guys. I should be able to do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of played into his thought process a little bit. I got a little bit of, I got a little bit of training, so I, I, I think I could take some of these and, guys. You know, I love how everyone's. Oh, he's got a little bit of training. What you know? And and Spencer brought this up a, a few months ago. You know, back when he was on the show, back in back in the day, as, as back in the day, <laughs> as they say. Um, Spencer brought. Uh, um, where were we? Fuck. Punk, uh, uh, Punk's uh, oh, chances Spencer in the UFC. brought that up. What belt was he exactly? Kmart belt or... I don't think he oh. had a belt. Yeah, I mean, look, you can listen. Training is one thing. Rolling with someone a couple of times is another. I mean, yeah. oh, you rolled with the Gracies. That's great. You're going to... That, that that really is great. That's a, an accomplishment in life to roll with the Gracies. But, you know, it takes... Years and years and years to learn. Yeah. Years. And especially when you consider the fact that a lot of the guys that are, you know, real big MMA guys, they dedicated their life to it. They don't they have mileage on their body, but they're still they can still get in that cage and know what to do. You can't you can't just kinda like go from one sport to the other. You know, like a uh a, a classic example is uh Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal on the uh, basketball court, absolute shit on the baseball field. You can't literally dominate in one sport and necessarily expect that you're going to carry over that same success into another sport. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh, you know what? I just actually proved myself correct for once in my life. Uh, (laughs) Although Bruce Lee did not injure his back during a fight to decide whether he could teach all races martial arts, he injured it doing good mornings, an exercise that places the barbell on your shoulders Lean forward until your torso is 90 degrees with your legs, and then repeat. Uh, that fight did take place, and Bruce Lee did win. So, yeah, he did break his back doing the morning glories, or good mornings, like I said. So, damn, you put the barbell on your shoulders. Lean forward until you're 90 degrees. Wow, with your legs. God damn, I'd break my back even trying to do that. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So yeah. That 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 was another thing that they uh, sort of distorted in the movie. Um. You know, and you know, the the movie kind of goes through, like I said, you know, his childhood a little bit. And you know, the reason he did have to leave Hong Kong was correct. He did get into a bad fight where he almost killed a guy. Uh, and that was one reason he had to leave. The main reason he had to leave. It's <laughs> um, a good reason to leave town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me think of what else. The scene where he gets he's watching Kung Fu and he gets the phone call that his dad is dead. Uh, right. That's not true. His dad died six years before that. Um, and here's just a small fact, and I'll kind of uh, you know leave it alone after this. A small fact about that movie, the second time Linda says she's pregnant, when they're at the uh, movie producer Bill Krieger's house, uh, the girl who is singing, lead singer of the live band, that is actually his real daughter, Shannon Lee. Wow. Yes. 
Yeah, that is actually Shannon. That was, that was actually his real daughter. Wow. That was. That was Shannon Lee. Um, you know, that is a good movie. I, I really do like it. Lauren Hawley was awesome in it. I, I, I'm, I like her no matter what. But uh, she was great in that movie. Um, but, you know, let's kind of go back to the, um, you know, the, I guess some of the philosophies Bruce Lee had. I, I got a, a few more of the inspirational words of Bruce Lee here. Uh, let me play one more of them here. Let's see what this one is. When I look around, I always learn something, and that is to be always yourself and to express yourself, to have faith in yourself. Do not go out and look for a successful personality and duplicate him. Now, that seems to me that that is the prevalent thing happening in Hong Kong. Like they always copy mannerisms, but they never start from the very root of his being, and that is, how can I be me? Yeah. Yeah, so basically he's, you know, that basically was be a leader, don't try to copy someone else. You know, and, you know, Bruce Lee never really said fighting. He always called fighting expressing yourself. Yeah. So that was basically what he thought of martial arts as, as an expression of yourself. So, and let, let's face it, it is. I mean, not everybody's going to do the same move at the same time. You know, it's, it is your thoughts. And it is, and, and if you think about it, martial arts is an expression of yourself. So, you know, back then, Bruce Lee, fucking spitting facts. Yeah, once again, another guy ahead of his time, man. It's... <clears throat> It's a shame we got robbed of him, you know. You know, I'll, you know, as sad as it is to uh, be talking about the passing of Muhammad Ali, at least for the most part, he got to live a long, relatively full life. Bruce Lee didn't even have a chance, man. No, 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 he didn't. And you know, it. it one of the worst things is one, he never got to see his, you know, his his kids grow up. He never got to see his book get made. He never got to see Enter the Dragon be what it is today i mean that movie to some people is like a fucking bible movie i mean yeah you know <laughs> inaccuracies notwithstanding <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean and well i that i was talking about the uh enter the dragon which was you know the movie they basically gave him uh was just fucking awesome though ohara that was the guy's the first guy's name but um you know have you ever seen enter the dragon uh, bits and pieces. I actually have to sit back and go back and watch it. Wow. It's been a while. It's been a few years since I've actually seen it. Yeah, that that. Uh, I, I guess we can kind of just transition right into that then, since I mean I know you've seen bits and pieces, but if you notice when the fights all start, they start wrist to wrist like this, wrist to wrist. Uh, That's how Bruce Lee believed every fight should be started. That's how he liked starting, because. Believe it or not, a lot of his moves were based off of feeling the way you moved. That was how his trapping worked. Any ah. way your arm moved, if he felt your arm move to the left, he could trap you one way. If he felt it move to the right, he could trap you. Trapping literally meant taking that arm that you had and putting it against your body while he slapped the shit out of you. Wow. And he shows all that when he's fighting Ohara in the movie, um, You know, in, in his first fight where he basically knocks out O'Hara within seconds. 
Wow. Yeah. So basically, so basically, uh, to break it down in uh, layman's terms, he zigged when you were zagging. <laughs> uh, he could zig when you zagged. He could zag when you zigged. Um. <laughs> I mean, I mean that. I mean, if you, if you really kind of, you know, because like I said, the way you broke that down, that's actually some cool shit. The thing about, I mean, think about it. You can trap somebody's hand, smack the shit out of them, and it's not a thing they can do about it. Except take it. And and literally, he had the ability to do it. Uh, and, you know, in movies and in real life. But he did have the ability to do that. And the trapping style is actually, you know, that is what his Jeet Kune Do was, was made about, you know. He... Um, man, I, I I can't remember any of the fucking names of the traps. Been a long time. I know one of them was Lop Loy, uh, but I can't think of any of them. But um, I I you know I I I know them. I learned them when I took Jeet Kundo in in Florida. Uh, but literally, you would take the arm. You know, basically, if you started right to right, he could take that right arm, push it into your body, and he would usually do, use the back fist. And backfist you before you could even move. But wow, again, if, if you watch Enter the Dragon, those fight scenes, you will see that is Bruce Lee's style. This whole movie was a showing of Bruce Lee's style. Yeah. So, so let me ask you. Uh, let me ask you this, Box, with, with the Enter the Dragon. Hypothetically speaking, had Bruce Lee lived, and you know we lived in a perfect world. Do you think this would have been like an ongoing series, like a Die Hard or a uh, Beverly Hills Cop? One of those movies that just kind of like had like a part one through four, like the, basically maybe like a Rocky. Think of the Rocky series, like a, a never ending series. It's definitely possible um, that it, it, it could have ended up being like that, um, you know. But uh, Bruce Lee had a lot of other movies in his mind. I mean, he had been working on Game of Death for years uh and never finished it he never really finished game of death it's it, it's never been completed um you know I, I think they used some bullshit to complete it but you know and you know a lot of even into the late 80s people were putting him in movies you know just editing him into movies uh using different guys and just giving them his name. Yeah. Um, Basically, like, using, like, I guess, like, old stock footage for close-ups. But then, like, when you don't see him from the back as somebody else, that type of deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they really exploited this guy's name. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure his wife did not care for that. I mean, you know. And, God, what tragedy that woman's been through. I mean, you know, lost her husband early and her son early. Uh, you know, and you know, she became a big, per, a big um, uh, advocate of safety in the movies when they're on set. Obviously, I mean, you know, Brandon Lee died from a real gunshot in a in, in a scene in the movie. Yeah, that was uh, <laughs> that was more that was more than a curse. That to me was uh, always kind of had my theories on that. I think that was uh, orchestrated that way. <laughs> Well, now see, now you're getting into this into the whole Bruce Lee thing. Was there a curse? Was the curse just the mafia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you can talk about curses and you know some bad luck and misfortune things like that. But how the fuck do you make a mistake like that? Here, <laughs> here are the shells, 
and you're the fake one. You know, how do you make a mistake like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you would figure those bullets are checked before they're put in, but, um, I mean, you know, that happened. And, you know, his daughter, you know, Sharon basically doesn't – she's very, you know, to herself, stays really out of the, you know, the, the, the public eye. I don't think you've heard – I've heard much about her at all, you know, in years. But, um, you know, I uh, just – I don't know what it would have ended up being, but I definitely we would have got a ton more Bruce Lee movies. I think yeah. we would have definitely got a father son type of movie. I think. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, who knows what they would have done with him? But you know, Bruce Lee, I believe mixed martial arts would have been a lot different had Bruce Lee been around. Yeah, honestly, I yeah. really do. Um, I don't think – I mean it, it, it'd it probably still be as big as it is right now, but maybe even bigger if a guy like Bruce Lee was there to be the ambassador for that sport. Definitely. Um, I think that would have been – you know, I, I think it would have been a lot uh, a lot more – you know, not more mainstream, but I, I think it would have got a lot more media attention. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And who's, who's to say uh... – Who's to say that if Bruce Lee's name was attached to it, that it wouldn't have got bigger sooner than it did? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Who's to say? No one fucking knows, man. But, uh, you know, he was, like I said, you know, Enter the Dragon really put him as an international star. You know, I mean, he had movies in Hong Kong, and now he had a hit movie in the United States. Uh, Shame he never got to watch it in full. Yeah. You know, never got to see it happen, but... uh, and how bizarre is it to sit here and think that literally father and son died 20 years apart? Yeah, almost exactly. Almost That's, exactly. Man. Yeah, very scary to think that. But, um, you know, and that was, you know, and they, they edited Brandon Lee into the rest of that movie and finished that movie too. But uh, <laughs> That's Hollywood for you. When it's money to be made, Dale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just scraped the body up and said, hey. What, all right, what well, we got to uh, piece this together? Yeah, and I, <laughs> how can we piece this together? <laughs> yeah, and I have another movie that uh, Brandon Lee was in. I actually have this. It's called Laser Mission. That's another Brandon Lee movie. I, I it's not not very good, but it's Brandon Lee, and I'll watch any bullshit martial arts action movie. Yeah, and plus, like I said, it's not you know. It's obviously, he was a young guy when he passed away prematurely. And he didn't really get the chance to build a body of work that even his father, for as young as uh, Bruce Lee was when he passed away, he at least had a, a nice little body of work for himself before he passed away. Brandon didn't have that same uh, fortune. Yeah, that same good fortune, I should say. No, no. But um, I mean, when Brandon spoke, you could hear a lot of his dad in, in some of the words he said. Um, you know, and again, his dad had, you know, besides a book about, you know, his philosophies and what he could do, uh, is uh, some of the words he said were just, I mean, uh, here's, you know, I, I'm going to throw out a couple of quick Bruce Lee quotes, uh, adapt what is useful, reject what is useless and add what is specifically your own. You can bring that back to the whole be water, my friend. You know, uh, adapt, you know, become like, like you said, you know, you put water in a teapot, it becomes a teapot, you put it in a bottle, it becomes the bottle. 
adapt, reject what's useless, add what is your own. Uh, a wise man can learn from a foolish question. No, a wise, man, a wise man can learn more from a foolish question than a fool can learn from a wise answer. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, and you know what? While I'm doing that, why don't I play another Bruce Lee inspirational words? Let's see. You see, actually, I do not teach, you know, karate because I do not believe in styles anymore. Styles tends to not only separate men, you know, because they have their own doctrines, and then the doctrine became the gospel truth, you know, that you cannot change. You know? Listen, you see, really, to me, okay, to me, ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. Now, it is very difficult to do. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky and be flooded with a cocky feeling and then feel like pretty cool and all that. Oh, I can... F oh, and that's not me playing the music. That's in here. Just wanted to let everyone know. Uh, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make all kinds of phony things, you see what I mean? Blinded by it. Or I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, that, my friend, is... <laughs> very hard to do and you have to train you have to keep your reflexes so that when you want it it's there when you want to move you're moving and when you move you're determined to move not taking one inch not anything less than that if i want to punch i'm gonna do it man and i'm gonna do it you see, so, I mean, so that is the type of thing you have to train yourself into to become one with the first we use the feet uh -huh, that's, that's and then we use that yeah, see, again, doesn't ever say fighting, expressing yourself. He didn't want anyone to think that he taught people to fight. Wow. He taught expression. He considered himself a martial artist. Second word there is the key. He considered himself an artist. He really did. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was. And, he and, was. And, I mean, he moves. And he I mean, was. I mean, I, you know, like I said, you know, uh, I don't have you don't have to be I don't you don't have to be a big time Bruce Lee fan to really appreciate like I said he made he made his ass whoopings look almost beautiful. <laughs> I, I like see like the his move like seriously he just moved he just made it look easy. Absolutely. Which well, obviously it wasn't he it, it, a lot of hard work and a lot of effort and a lot of training to get to that point but to watch a Bruce, watch a Bruce Lee move just a simple basic move or a thrust or a kick he just made it look so smooth and just easy. He did, man. He 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 was so. I guess a good word to to use for him, you know, being as the water quotes. He was fluid in his movement. Yeah, very. And very deliberate in his movements. I, I mean, if if you watch again, Enter the Dragon. Watch when Bruce. I mean, he punches. He's not. You know, he aims. He punches, and it's you know. It's dirty. You know, Bruce Lee always said, you know, you don't punch the target. You punch behind the target. You don't look at a man's face. You look behind his head. You know, that's where he believed the punches should go. And, you know, he had a lot of philosophies on punching that, you know, if you watch mixed martial arts today, those guys aren't sitting there with clenched fist, fists anymore. They're sitting there with their hands loose. That's Bruce Lee style, dude. Watch them. They got their hands loose and they're using that one hand to move the punch away called parrying. 
That's what they're doing. They're leaving their hands loose. You don't tense up to the moment of impact. That's Bruce Lee's shit, dude. Yes. <laughs> all this grace, all, all this Gracie style, blah blah blah. It's Jeet Kune Do, dude. It is all from this man, Bruce Lee. All of it. It it, it it's all his brainchild, man. Bruce Lee just took every style he knew. He it, like he just said, uh, he adapted what was useful. He rejected what was useless, and he put it into a nice, one big, beautiful expression of himself as he says definitely yeah i didn't realize i was this much of a bruce lee mark <laughs> no man it's i'm cool. learning I mean, something you, you about kind of myself educated me on some things and i'm actually going to go back and uh reevaluate uh my t- my stance on bruce lee like i said i it's not that i'm not a bruce lee fan but i just never really i never delve into it as deep as you but uh you you definitely uh Educated me to a lot of good things about the man, sir. Well, like I said, I mean, because beyond Enter the Dragon, my knowledge of Bruce Lee kind of like started and stopped with Enter the Dragon and different uh, movie appearances I've seen him in over the years, which weren't many. Yeah, yeah. And listen, if you can find his, you know, any of his books, um, he's got a lot of them, and they're really good. Uh, you know, the, obviously the book he he was holding in the. Uh, uh, that Jason Lee was holding in the movie, the Daiwa Jeet Kune Do. Get that book. I mean, the way it shows it in the movie is exactly how it is. I've got a copy right in the living room, actually. Um, and The Philosophies of Bruce Lee is another book of his that basically talks about all his quotes. And basically he tells you how he lived his life and, you know, doesn't sit there and tell you this is what you should do, but tells you the same thing in the book. Take what you feel is useful in your life reject what you don't feel is and uh you know that's it just go through the whole book but uh his books are great his movies are awesome if you've never seen the big boss that's a great one fist of fury uh which has the famous scene where his uh arms are going blurry yeah when he's spinning them which uh i believe was also used in the last dragon yeah the same type <laughs> of scene uh, which we will definitely talk the last dragon one night. Definitely. Um, you know, hey, hey, Bruce Lee Roy. <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> wonder where he got that name from in Last Dragon. <laughs> All right. Um, you know what? Let me rack up. Uh, let me do one more quote here. And Anthony, I know you got another show to do tonight, so I don't want to hold you too long here, man. Give you a little bit of a break. No, that's fine, man. All right, no problem. <laughs> I like so, talking about movies, wrestling. That's what I do. Yeah, man. Let me jump one more quote out here. I got... Here we go. That's it. How did it feel to you? Let me think. Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't. Concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. Do you understand? Okay, that was straight out of Enter the Dragon. Okay, again, he got to put a lot of his philosophies into this movie and a lot of his style into this movie. I've probably said that ten times tonight, but that is what he got to do in this movie. He got, he really got to, ex, as he would say, he got to express himself in this movie. Uh, you know, that was one of his philosophies right there. Don't think, feel. 
uh, one of his quotes was about that, that you shouldn't even have to think about what you're doing. You instinct, your body should hit for you. You shouldn't have to do the hitting. You know, your mind should hit for you. Wish I could get that quote, but I don't know if I can find it at this point. He has so many of them. Couple seconds here. And I do have the original, uh, the, the, the quote that we were, uh, the, I'll tell you what, the original water quote we played a little while ago was from an interview he did where he was paraphrasing the quote. Here's the other quote from the movie uh, that actually, you know, he said in one of his movies. Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. Now you put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. Put it into a teapot, it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow or creep or drip or crash. Be water, my friend. Be water. <laughs> Be water, my friend. And, you know, he obviously really lived by that. You know, a lot of his... He wasn't the kind of guy that just, you know, spoke and, uh, you know, didn't live by what he believed. He actually lived the life that he was telling telling people about. So, ah, shit. Let me type one more thing and see if I can find that quote. I want to find the exact quote so I'm not... Let's see. Bruce Lee and our uh, listeners. <laughs> Strike quote. Striking thoughts. Actually, it's probably right there. Striking thoughts. That's actually another Bruce Lee book. Bruce Lee Striking Thoughts. <laughs> I'll be damned. This man has too many books, man. Wow. Wow. Just 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 imagine, man. You have all of these dreams and aspirations and uh, thoughts running through your mind about I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and you accomplish them. But the trade-off is you can't be around to see them out, see them to, to uh, completion. Right, right. That's just man. It's just wow. Yeah. Yeah, this is um yeah, Bruce another yeah, striking thoughts, Bruce Lee's wisdom for daily living, another one of his books. A lot of people just took his quotes and put them through the books. They just put it into book form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's it, it, it's amazing, you know, like I said, learning so much tonight about how Bruce Lee apparently his name was his name and likeness and image was just prostituted the fuck out of. It really was. Um, you know what? If you go into Bruce Lee, uh, I actually had a website here that showed all the movies and all of um, and the fact that people here it is. This is the website I wanted to go to right here. Here's one. I had another good good Bruce Lee quote. I f I fear not the man who has practiced ten thousand kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick ten thousand times. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and he's right. And he's right. All right. So, Bruce Lee, uh, the movie, let's see. They started putting him into a lot of movies starting about 1975. 
that's right around where they started doing it. Give me two seconds here. I'm going to start getting into them real fast. But I accidentally yeah. clicked something, and now my computer has froze. There we go. Uh, the Big Boss was in 1971. Fist of Fury was soon after that, I believe, uh, same year. Uh, Way of the Dragon. This was Bruce's third film. That's another great one. If you haven't seen Way of the Dragon, obviously Enter the Dragon. Um, one of the exploited films was uh, called Fist of Unicorn. <laughs> this is one of them he was basically edited, edited into. Um, he had He really was working on this movie, so the beginning of it is him. He was helping out a childhood friend of his. So some of that is his, but um, then you had Game of Death, which again I said he started working on before Enter the Dragon. Uh, he had filmed fight scenes with Dan Insanto, and like I said, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one of them. So, but the true thing is he he still had a lot of the movie was never finished. Uh, Let's see. You may either be discussed uh, to find out um, Lee's character in the rest of the movie was cardboard cutouts, sunglasses, so the lookalikes don't have to be on the same level as him. Uh, yeah. So that's how they finished that movie. Um, Green Hornet, obviously, he was the original Kato back in the uh, early 60s. That was him, the original Kato. Uh, then they put out something later called Fury of the Dragon. Which basically they just took a bunch of the episodes of uh, Green Hornet, put them together. This is where it gets bad. Game of Death 2. Uh, if he didn't finish the first one, there was no way he was going to be able to do a second one. A guy named Raymond Chow, who they just gave him the Bruce Lee name. And they even had the balls to put a picture of Bruce Lee on the cover. How's that? Wow. Um... And there's more, but a lot of these movies were just not good at all. But, I mean, he even did some TV stuff. But, again, he was a little childhood actor and just got better and better. But, uh, you know, we can't bring up Bruce Lee without bringing up the fact that the Kung Fu um, TV series that starred yeah, David yes, Carradine. Yes. That was 100% Bruce Lee's creation, concept, idea, and it was stolen from right from him and given to David Carradine. Um, you know, you really can't talk about Bruce Lee without mentioning that because, again, that was his whole, you know, complete. And a lot of people say the reason that he that David Carradine got that character instead of Bruce Lee was the fact that David Carradine was not. Asian and the fact that Bruce Lee was back then they would say oriental really killed him for getting the part and they wouldn't let him have it so who knows man but uh, if you want to check out some documentaries on Bruce Lee uh, a warrior's journey um, I am Bruce Lee that is a great one that, that that's that's the one I mentioned earlier um, actually, I got the name wrong. Oops. Uh, yeah, this is oh, the right. one. Here. I yep, I am. We'll cover it in post. Yep, <laughs> I am Bruce Lee is the one that's got Ed O'Neill, 
Uh, I believe Chuck Norris has some as is in it, but it's a documentary. Uh, another one, How Bruce Lee Changed the World, uh, Lost Interviews. If you want to hear some of Bruce Lee's philosophies, get the Lost Interviews. Actually called Bruce Lee Lost Interviews. That's another one I have that I love watching. Um, and obviously, let's thank Bruce Lee for people like Jackie Chan, Jet Li, uh, Chow Young-Fat. You know, a lot of those guys. You know, that, that he, you know, and fuck, Van Damme. So, I don't know, man. I, I guess uh, we probably should wrap that up. Yeah, I mean, but uh, yeah, I, I, actually, yeah, you've given me you given me a lot of homework, box. <laughs> well, you know, I, I like I said, I've always been big into martial arts. Um, Bruce, if you're big into martial arts, you're big into Bruce Lee. It's, I mean, he's the he's the end all be all of martial arts. So, man, let me see. Um. Based on, like, I mean, because obviously, like I said, you know, you're more familiar with his overall history and background than I am. What do you think his kind of career trajectory would have been? Like, could you have seen him making appearances, like, on, like, popular TV shows that we know, like, maybe, like, an All in the Family or a Sanford and Son or uh, maybe making a wrestling appearance here and there? I could see him definitely making appearances on TV. Uh, He was... He definitely was based. I mean, he was that basically what he was was a television actor. So you know, he definitely would have been on some more uh, TV shows. Whether we would have seen him do a wrestling appearance, I don't think that would be something Bruce Lee would have done. Anything's possible. Uh, anything is possible with Bruce Lee. I mean. But I definitely think he would have done a lot more TV, and we would have heard a lot more of that. So, I don't know. Yeah. But I, I, TV is a definite. Uh, probably would have been on a ton of TV shows. I could see him, you know, doing. Meanwhile, there's not that many martial arts shows, television shows around nowadays. But yeah, but that, but but uh, what you told me about uh, and that, and that was a big hit for a few years, for a while at that kung fu show. Mm-hmm. If if, if uh, what you said is accurate, that's very shitty. Oh, that is one hundred percent accurate. Oh, you know, that's that's fact. That's very shitty. That is one hundred percent fact. That that kung fu was Bruce Lee's creation. That was him. That was all him. And he had to sit there and watch it, uh, watch it on television with a different actor. And never got one bit of credit for it. Yeah, that is that is not uh, just me talking shit. That's that happened. <laughs> That's, that, that is complete horseshit. Yeah, yeah, that fucking happened, and there was nothing he could do. Like I mean, like did he like uh, sign over the rights? Like how how did that happen? Because you would figure if it was his concept, obviously it would have been copyrighted. Uh. Uh, all I can say is that was uh, early, what was that, late 60s, early oh, 70s? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Way back gotcha. in, the, 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 I mean, this was back in the day, but 100% that was Bruce Lee's creation. Wow. That was his creation, that whole show. So, yeah, yeah. yep. <laughs> the theme of this show uh, should be Pioneers, man, because you figure that Kung Fu show was on what, mid, mid-90s, mid to late 90s? Was it? Did it last that long? 
Here, give me one second here. Kung Fu TV series. Mid-90s. I might be wrong, but for some reason I remember. That's the first time I, I became familiar with it. It might have been on before that. Yeah, I think it was redone. But uh, let me see here. Wiki. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Let's see. It was uh, 1972 to 1975. Oh. Yeah, I think they might have redone it at one point. But uh, the original was from 1972 to 1975. And let's see here. Bruce Lee's involvement. Bruce Lee's wife, uh, uh, widow Linda Lee, asserts that Lee created the concept for the series, which was stolen by Warner Brothers. There is circumstantial evidence for this in a December 8, television, uh, 1971 television interview that Bruce Lee gave on the Pierre Burton show. Uh, in this interview, Lee stated that he had developed a concept for a television series called The Warrior, meant to star himself about a martial artist in the American Old West the exact same concept as Kung Fu, which aired the following year, uh, but that he was having trouble pitching it to Warner Brothers and Paramount. Hmm. Wow, that's... You know... <laughs> wrestling and Hollywood have a lot in common <laughs> when it comes to, like, some uh, yeah. some shady shit. Yeah, so his he, he, I don't think he had a problem pitching it. I believe they were looking for an actor the whole time that wasn't as... I guess Asian looking as he was. So there you go, man. Yeah, and, and I guess I guess at, at the time, you know, I guess that you know he wasn't a proven commodity yet because this is pre End of the Dragon, this is pre the books and pre a lot of things. I guess they figured America wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, End of the Dragon hadn't even come out yet. All he had had was all the films in Hong Kong at that point. Uh, you know, yeah. Big Boss 1971, Fist of Fury, same year or the year after. So all he had at that time was Hong Kong fame. He did not have any American international fame. Uh, yeah. That television show could have been a very good thing for him. A lot of people... Now, now, but, but how bizarre is it to think that this is like the late 60s. How bizarre is it to think that America was ready to give Bill Cosby an opportunity, but not fucking Bruce Lee? Well, a black man in the '60s got more of an opportunity than Bruce Lee. Well, that's that. That's insane. I hate to say it, but you know, Vietnam War was still going. There was still some tensions, and I know he wasn't Vietnamese, but uh, what's yeah? But you know how some people think. Ah, oh, they all look alike. In the in the eyes of the 1960s and 70s, he was still what. Americans were over there fighting, you know, and I'm 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 not saying that I'm correct about that, but yeah, you're I, not I, too I far off. I I could imagine that being like a lot of the uh, sentiment at the time. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that is probably yeah know. yeah, and and they're probably thinking like, oh, this is going to lead to protests and widespread riots. People aren't going to accept this, well, that type of thing. Let's face it; they didn't have the fucking internet at that time, and you know, word. Word didn't yeah. travel like it did now, so yeah. Put, put it to you like this: as late as the '90s, like the early to mid '90s, when movies like Boys in the Hood or Menace to Society came out, you had pe you had people worried about uh, shooting. Politicians worried about, oh, there's going to be shootings in the theater after you can't put these kind of movies out. So if that if it was if it's like that in the '90s, I can only imagine the kind of uh, fear mongering was going on in the '50s and the '60s. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, definitely, man. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, I wasn't just uh, saying that, that that definitely was his idea, and even his wife says it was. So, yeah. And he shared everything with Linda, you know. They had a really <laughs> tight relationship. So, I don't know, man. I say we uh, go ahead and wrap it up on that. Yes, good shit tonight. And, good shit tonight. Uh, yeah, I'll... I'll d- Damn it, I'll add plugs later. You guys know where to find us. Mixer.com slash THD Podcast every Wednesday at 9.30, every Friday, every Saturday. God damn it, just get on Mixler. Get on the Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash THD Podcast. We're on iTunes, uh, THD Podcast on iTunes. Also, Breaking Wrestling News. You can get all new episodes of the uh, Wednesday show. And... um, That'll be good yeah, for now. Not, Otherwise, yeah. I'm, we're gonna uh, we're gonna outro to uh, a little bit of kung fu fighting. Oh, uh, real quick, I do want to point out uh, for the uh, our show box, the talking movie show. I did set up a uh, Twitter for us, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, please follow us at THT Movie Review. Also, we have a group page dedicated, so if you want to drop a suggestion, love, hate, whatever about the uh, show, please hit us up on there. Facebook.com forward slash THT movie review there you go thank you everybody and we'll see you next time peace